just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, you. Stephanie, you just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. Well, at least one of them uh, this week. This week, Meals is on vacation. I, I have to say, uh, you know, shout out to Meals. He, he does so much for us at RNC Radio. The man needs a break. Uh, he is off on vacation this week, giving him a break. Uh, but we do have a guest, uh, somebody that I, I don't even think I've ever like hosted or done anything with from our actual collective yet. Uh, but I, I have my homeboy, Mark, my man MC from RSBN on the show this week. What's up, Mark? What's going on, y'all? I want to say I want to take a brief moment to also thank Meals because I know he's out on vacation right now sipping my ties. Yeah, yeah. So as he enjoys his vacation, I'll come through for a very... I'll switch it up and say wonderful week in the world of the wrestling sport, as far as the alpha sport that we say on RSPN. But I'm, I'm excited. Yes. Yeah. I'm very excited too. I, I, you know, I had a long list of people that I could have chose, but I, I think that, you know, I don't, I don't really talk. We, 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 we haven't been on PSN in a while. So I had to hit would up Mark. Would anybody else have had the analysis that you and I have on the analysis that we run in the E? I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Nah. No, I, I don't think anybody would have our bright analysis. And people got to realize, like, if you've ever seen one of me and Mark's uh, WWE 2K streams or one of our clips, like, we are ve- we do it all. Like, we're pretty much commentary. We are we call it in the ring. <laughs> we do there's it been, all. <laughs> there's been a there's been a lot of there's been a lot of promotion talk within the past couple of months, but I feel like our promotion that we run in the E can go neck and neck with some of these new ones that are coming out right now. I must say the booking is solid. Yeah. The winner is solid. The only thing that we're missing, and this might be, this might be a little bit of a 2K issue, but that's understood. We're going to mix championship belts in here one way or another. Yeah, I, I think that, and, and again, we're, we're going to remedy that issue. And in just two weeks, I don't know if you guys have seen the announcement. We have the RNC oh, radio cookout in two weeks on July 6th. Mark, you will be in attendance. I'm so excited. It's your first time in LA. How do you feel about that coming up? It's like, I, I, I'm thrilled. I, first, I was thrilled to get everything with Los Angeles out of the way and just guarantee, yes, that I'll be um, actually able to go out to LA and enjoy some time. But I don't think it's going to hit me until I'm just like enamored and just staring into the air at LAX. I'm like, holy shit, I'm really in California. <laughs> and then I walk out in LAX and the air just hits me. In the small issue, you mean. That might be good or bad, depending on <laughs> where you are in California. But um, <clears throat> I'm ready for it either way. 
Yeah, it, I, I'm super excited. A, a bunch of people from RNC are coming out. Uh, I, I'm really, really like super excited just to see. I mean, me and Mark. I mean, we this will be our first time seeing each other in person. Um, I think that it, you know, again, just really big opportunity for everybody to meet. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be not only not only will we be playing things. There's gonna be also different types of content. Yes, uh, many different things that we are going to actually be able to create as a unit now. And usually, for those that are very in tune with everything that we have going on in 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 RNC, you'll have certain things going down in Florida, and Atlanta, and New York City, and California. But to actually have everything come together as one melting pot and have everybody creating content at the same time is gonna be beautiful. Absolutely. Um, again, RNC Radio. Uh, cookout if you're in la holla at me for for the details if you want to pull up to that thing you gotta bring you gotta bring a dish though you gotta bring something you gotta bring something of worth to the to this cookout i already know cliff skywalker will be in the house there cyrus will be in the house jeff will be we could get a live artist is this is your first time seeing jeff too wouldn't it be first time we'll be meeting jeff in two weeks in la that's so crazy. Like a lot, and the thing is, people don't understand with like RNC is that like we are we were literally like all friends through group chat and the internet for a really long time. And it's like now, like with like I think that when you meet someone for the first time, you're you're officially best best friends at that point. The positive thing is that I've already met uh, uh, some of the RNC, so I already have Cliff. I've already pre-ordered my pizza with Cliff. <laughs> I need my pizza pre-ordered. I don't know if I want to go. Well, I said I specifically. I'm not positive if I want to do the shrimp joint or if I want to do the pepperoni piece yet. But either one of those two are going to be on the way in two weeks. And that is also one of the things that I'm very, very excited for if you follow Cliff's Pizzas on Instagram. Yes, absolutely. And, and we're, we're going to get a full range of foods that weekend. You know, uh, again, it's going to be myself, Pafifi, Cam, Eric, everyone. I think I think we're going to have everyone but two people showing up to that. And that's huge for like such an out for an outing that literally popped up out of in, in a month. And I know it kind of like everyone's listening to this is like, what the fuck? I can't even come out to that. But I just have to like express that, you know, this is like going to be a big thing, but we're going to have content that comes out of it. That's going to be something that's worth it for everybody that's listening to the show uh, this time around. But speaking of this show, let's get to pro wrestling talk on this, ep- this episode of the A show. Again, this is a go home show uh, of the A show. I'm going to kind of, bypass the raw and smackdown did you see raw and smackdown this week mark i did so thankfully now that the nba finals is over and the champion has finally been crowned i can give my full undivided attention back to the wwe right and as of right now we have stomping grounds coming on this sunday on the wwe network but as of right now um i've been in tune with raw i've been in tune with smackdown uh i've been i've, I've been so i've been there's some positives and some negatives that I've enjoyed in both shows. I'm fully caught up and really enjoying NXT, NXT UK, and 205 Live has also been caught up with. So now that the NBA is out of the way and we're getting to the bottom area, the draft is tonight, um, NBA Awards is next week. Now I can finally get back to my wrestling. Oh, awesome. So before we get into uh, our predictions, let's do a little bit of No Holds Bar. This will be your first time doing No Holds Bar, Mark. I'm super excited about this. Let's do it. I'm about, I'm about some Bardish. I'm feeling Bardish real quick. <laughs> uh, first up, WWE officially announced their first film with Netflix today. It is called The Main Event. 
Now, this movie uh, is, is scheduled to star people, uh, people such as Seth Carr, Tashina Arnold from Martin and uh, Everybody Loves Chris, uh, Ken Marino, Adam Pally, as well as, uh, I believe, Kofi Kingston, The Miz, Seamus, all in the movie. And, and basically the story is, it's, it's kind of like Air Bud almost, but with a kid. Uh, after, discovering a ma- <laughs> after discovering a magical mask, an 11-year-old aspiring wrestler enters a competition to be the next WWE superstar. This movie is pr- expected to premiere on Netflix in, uh, next year, in 2020. Um, this is a huge move for WWE. I, I think the Netflix bag... I mean, obviously, their bag is endless. In WWE, mm-hmm. no, they, they cannot turn down a bag. I think this is actually a really, really big opportunity uh, for them to kind of be more than just a wrestling uh, organization, and you know, in a, in a lot of different ways. I mean, no one ever thought, I think, you know, like that the WWE would like even go this far as far as getting on Netflix. Like that's kind of insane. Yeah, exactly. I feel like. WWE has taken their studios and the movies very serious when it comes to uh, the ones that might appear uh, on TV, on movies, and so on and so forth. And some of them have been successful. Some of them have have been ones that you just catch on a, on, a, on, a, on a random date. But I feel like something that had interested them a lot more into getting into that Netflix area and getting to that Netflix bag was the success that they saw in Fighting With My Family that came out um, earlier this year. Uh, yeah, that came out um, earlier this year. Yeah, I, I think that. It, I mean, also, also dope. The Kofi Kingston's in it. Like again, this guy's his rise to the top has been, I have to say, really surprising. Again, I, I've come around on a lot of it. I, I think that he's actually that that uh, what was it? I said he was going to be a two time Hall of Famer. Like that's looking possible now, especially with him mm-hmm. as a solo act. Yeah, the 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 reign that Kofi Kingston has had has been something that has been very appreciated to me. I feel like it was a long journey to get Kofi that WWE championship in the first place. And all the positive conversation that came from that, from inside the wrestling ring, outside of the wrestling ring, sports media, news outlets, and things like that was the, it was pretty much the starting point. And now that we are getting, um, uh, quality moments from Kofi, successful title reigns, a lot more interaction with Kofi outside of just New Day and having all of his opponents that he's had for the past uh, two months and seeing all of that um, diversity that he has had with that has been something that has been positive. So I'm glad that Kofi's getting that opportunity to shine as the WWE champion. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it, it's really great. And speaking of Kofi, uh, our next news item, the WWE is getting its own category at the ESPYs this year, which is, yes. again, tremendous. The ESPYs will be airing on July 10th on ABC, hosted by Tracy Morgan. Uh, the best WWE moment, uh, nom- nominees are Roman Reigns returning to WWE Raw after beating Leukemia, Becky Lynch winning both titles at WrestleMania 30. 30- Kofi Kingston winning his first heavyweight championship at uh, WrestleMania 35 and Ronda Rousey winning the Raw Women's Championship last year. Some pretty good entries, I got to say. I'd say so. And I feel like for the audience of ESPN, the one name that they will immediately resonate with is Ronda Rousey. And hopefully they'll be able to see the success that she had had in her first year and the amounts of things that she was able to accomplish in the WWE last year. But as much as I would like Kofi to pull it out on the ESPYs, I feel like Roman is is pretty much a shoe in for that. That was a story that really transcended outside of a lot of different things, not only in Roman Reigns' career in professional wrestling, but definitely in the personal life of Roman Reigns. So uh, I, I feel like I feel like the ESPYs will will will, will 
pick that as a very, very good comeback story. Well, actually, you can vote on it. You can vote on every award at the ESPYs. So that, they, they actually uh, have the fans vote for that. Oh, well, if that's if that's the case, Roman is is definitely issuing at that point. People ride for Roman so crazy. But yeah. Kofi, Kofi can get close. Kofi can get close. I, I got a problem with the way that they even framed the, the Kofi win. I think they should have not framed it as wins his first heavyweight championship. I think it should be Kofi Kingston is the first African-born you know, WWE heavyweight championship. I, I, yeah. I, I think that's a bigger, that's a bigger draw than just saying it was his first one to me. Mm-hmm. Because you'll, you'll have the entire list of championships and accomplishments that Kofi Kingston has had before that WWE championship. But uh, adding the fact that he is the first of his race to be able to hold that championship belt is something that they're going to want to talk about when it comes to the SPs and all of the um, stories that come from those four, areas that you can vote on absolutely um so let's get into a little bit of aew watch for this week uh steve austin spoke with aew president tony khan this week uh on the return of the steve austin podcast have you listened to that podcast in a while like i I literally checked out on that podcast like two years ago when he was interviewing his fucking dog one time or some shit I think, I think, um, I think since the WWE network started doing less and less of them, cause I like, um, I've started, I've started to become more of a visual podcast watcher, yeah. um, as of recent. So I liked watching stone Cold's podcast, uh, when it was on the WWE network, but since they started slowing that down a little bit, I kind of tuned out of his podcast. So no, I wasn't able to see that one. Yeah, it, it was, uh, it, it's just. I think there was one episode where Austin was talking about uh, the riots in Baltimore, and I was like, oh, "All right, I'm done." <laughs> I don't want to hear this. So please do not. Do not do, don't, don't even tell you what he said. Don't even tell you. I swear, I do not want to ruin the image of Stone Cold Steve Austin in my head right now. So uh, one of the interesting things, uh, other than uh, just you know, just a general you know conversation about his his past in wrestling and, and how much he he loved wrestling. Tony Khan talks about AEW uh, and their house show tours and if they'll have an off season. Now, on the subject of an offseason, he said they're, they're not going to have an offseason, but he, he said, you know, if you're a real wrestling fan, you don't want to take any week off, whether it's the middle of the summer or, you know, the hottest day of the year, you want to go inside and watch wrestling. It's Christmas or Thanksgiving, you want to watch, uh, re- you know, wrestling with your family or you want to try and sneak in wrestling. What do you feel as though, how do you feel as though him, him saying that, like, kind of goes against a lot of the arguments with, with people who are saying AEW is like this true alternative to, to the WWE when he's literally saying right here, like, you know, there's going to be a Christmas show, there's going to be a Thanksgiving show in the same way that WWE does it? I think it's appreciative that, that, that Tony would um, immediately think of the fan first. Unfortunately, in this conversation, it really isn't uh, up to the fan. Well, in certain areas, I guess it is up to the fan whether or not um, wrestlers, whether it's in WWE or AEW in general, could have these types of breaks or off seasons in general. But um, this is a conversation that I feel like could be added on top of people's concern with AEW and um I don't want to say necessarily health concerns, but um when it comes to injuries or certain types of things that could happen to wrestlers in AEW, there hasn't been too much um, explicit conversation on that. You would 
immediately assume that, of course, they'll be able to have some type of protection and um, some type of insurance where if anything happens to them, they will be okay. But this kind of adds on top of that. We haven't had too much explicit conversation on the protection of the wrestlers in AEW in that type of sense. And this type of quote from Tony almost like enhances that a bit because yeah, it's like if it, you're saying you're saying this, but then then your president turns around and says this, but y'all said y'all was changing everything. And that could be that could end up being a uh, somewhat of a conflict when it comes to Cody Bucks, Kenny Omega, as well as Tony Khan. You might see certain ideas and what the elite would like to think would be nice for AEW. And then when it comes to the bottom line and when it comes to Tony Khan and the person who's writing all the checks for all these types of things, uh, things could conflict in that area. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that, you know, again, it's something that I think me and Mills have said from the beginning. It's so much conflicting comments from all of them. Like one person mm-hmm. says this, the other person says this, the other person says, you know, a, another thing that, that conflicts completely. And then Brandy Rhodes is off doing whatever the fuck she wants to do. It's like, <laughs> it's very weird, like the way that they kind of uh, talk about just the company in, in general. Like, I think it's interesting. Like, did you did you manage to see there was a flyer today or or yesterday? Uh, of the, the on for the the fighter fat or fighter fest whatever mm-hmm. fucking show they have coming up and uh it was a ta- it's a tag team invitational where the winner gets a shot at a match where they'll get a buy in a tournament first round buy <laughs> <laughs> and it was the longest type of explanation ever i'm like bro just give them a buy why do i have to explain this <laughs> but the thing is it ends up turning out that they're going to be end up doing one more match than the actual people that did the tournament or the yeah, same one. <laughs> it's like, I mean, literally like the jokes, like the jokes write themselves. Like we're not looking to, to brag on these guys. They're doing it to themselves. Like again, the shows aren't bad. Okay. Like the actual shows that, that, that they throw are not, they're not terrible at all. It's the, 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 the middle, like the business stuff that they're just not getting right. Yeah, and I feel like those who have been so interested in an alternative uh, found their first uh, pay-per-view a few weeks back, something to be very entertaining and and, and, and something that they can go to when uh, they might be burned out of not only just WWE, because I won't give I, I, I won't make this a WWE type of AEW type of situation, but there's many different promotions that people can get burnt out of. So to have mm-hmm. a different alternative like that, it is. It is something that is good when you start watching it and the product that you receive is something that could be good going forward. First pay-per-view, I ended up enjoying and maybe I'll see what goes on going forward throughout the rest of the summer and then leading into um, All Out in Chicago, seeing what they provide on that date there. But when it comes to analysis of any of the other things, any things from the outside ring and things like that, the AEW involves themselves into, when you start talking about it, it's almost like those who are so in love with having an alternative product like AEW, when you start critiquing certain things like that, it's almost like you have to be in a certain type of the wall and you got to decide, okay, which side are you on on this and so on and so forth. When really, it's just really fucking being subjective. Yeah. Yeah. And people that, you know, you got to pick a side here. You know, it's like, if you're not, you're on payroll type shit. It's like, it, it, makes, it, so, it makes it so exhausting. Yeah. Uh, one more, one more comment that he, he had on the show, which is a, uh, from what I hear, it was a pretty good show. I'm just 
kind of taking quotes here uh, about house shows. He said that house shows are not the core business focus of AEW. Uh, and I quote, he says, I've, he's kind of made it a key part of the business plan, but I don't want to put too much mileage on the top performers by having them perform on shows where it's not going to generate as much revenue or it's going to make it or it doesn't make as much business sense to put the mileage on your guys. I also don't want to put on an inferior house show product that isn't the top people. So if you see us do house shows, they're going to be top shows with the top people, which means we're not going to be doing five, uh, six a week of them. Very interesting comment. Uh, considering the house show business is, you know, in a lot of ways where people, you know, where the WWE gets their, their merch money from, where they get, you know, sometimes house shows, a lot of people say are better than the actual TV shows and just in mm-hmm. terms of match quality. Yeah. And, and, and definitely the type of variety of matches that you receive in house shows that you might not receive in um, national TV when it comes to raw and SmackDown. Um, I, I think, I think it's, I think, it's appreciative that Tony has the mindset to keep his uh, heavy hitters nice and safe when it comes to pay-per-view time. But when it comes to house shows, if you're still going to make sure that you put on a house show that um, might not have the heavy hitters, but is definitely not a watered down product that also comes from more people. And when it comes to more people, then you're just going to start getting more talent. And as of right now, AEW is really keen on their heavy hitters that they have right now. All the people that we saw during all in, um, all the success that John Mockley has had since he uh, interfered at the end of All In and anything else that he has done since then. So if you want to keep your heavy hitters, that's cool. But who are you going to present as a very good alternative when it comes to many, many different fans who are very interested in AEW and are going to be ready to uh, purchase house shows, not only in uh, the northern area of Florida, but outside when they start touring outside of that as well. Speaking of John Moxley... <laughs> Uh, are you tired of it yet? Am I am I am I tired of them yet? Are you tired of it yet? The quotes, uh, the mud slinging. Uh, I I think that I have to see more uh, from him. I I think that again. I mean, Kenny Omega just said this week again. Since we're we're still on AEW watch, he's he's saying you know WWE didn't didn't give didn't give John Moxley a chance to show what he was all about. Uh, I think I mean, they did. Uh, <laughs> I think they did. <laughs> let's just type in fucking Dean Ambrose on Wikipedia right now. Let's see the long list of shit that comes up on his name. This guy was on TV. Uh, he was the most beloved character on the show, regardless of anything that he did. Um, I, I think, you know, it, it's Cap. But one thing that is funny about John Moxley uh, in particular this week uh, he is in the New Japan G1 Climax 29. Uh, he, he's he's in a pretty good block, I think. He's, he's got a couple of really cool matches that are gonna he's gonna be able to have uh, coming up. But what you what you won't be seeing him is in Dallas for the the opening day of the G1 Climax 29 because he cannot actually perform in America for New Japan. Is that is that New Japan based? Uh, yes, it's because uh, his AEW contract actually bars him from <laughs> from performing for any other company. Out. Well, isn't that is ain't ain't that a bitch? <laughs> we just heard we just heard a very large amount on. I guess it was more than contracts when it came to his conversations with Vince McMahon, but I feel like he has had a lot of the conversation of breaking out of the asylum, and now all of a sudden, in a couple of weeks. He's barred from an event that I'm sure he has high interest in doing because of the contract that he had signed with AEW. So 
Yeah, and of course this is the show. It's ironic. Dallas, yeah, of course this is the show in Dallas where uh, basically it's the first day. Actually, just probably like the first time ever this has happened. The first day of the G one uh, will be in Dallas in, in America. Um, and there, he was scheduled to be in a tag match for that night, uh, and he, of course he can't do it. Also, uh, one, one more thing to actually really bring up: he's the U.S. champion in New Japan, mm-hmm. so the U.S. champion can actually not on the show. Defend the belt. He can't even defend the belt in America. He can't do any of that in, in America at all. All because of the AEW contract. Yeah. Um, I, I'd, I'd hope. I'd hope that he has the opportunity to re to restructure that. No, probably. Not. And if not, I'm I'm sure nobody's going to be going to ask the question to Cody or anybody else who would be uh, responsible for answering that type of question. But it's unfortunate for John. But what did he do? You wanted it. I mean, this is this is coming from the same people that said, uh, "Hey, uh, WWE's—they're buying up the Indies." Like, well, what the fuck do you think? Yeah, <laughs> what do be, you think be afraid. Yeah, <laughs> what do you think AEW's doing, bro? Like, all right, whatever, sure, cool. Uh, I, I just think that it was—it was really funny that that happened. A lot of people—I don't know if they're going to hold them to task for that at all, but I, I just think that it's like, oh, even you know, I wouldn't even hold AEW to task for that. They're—they're they're a big company. They're trying to do something here. I—I I don't even blame them for that. New Japan. No, they got to get held to the fire for this. That's that's mm-hmm. crazy. Why would you even give them a belt the first night? That doesn't make any sense. I'm sure. I'm sure they saw all the all the huge hype that came from not only the podcasts but the but just the interest that the entire wrestling world had of hearing John Moxley now into his own character and now wanting to be more into the wrestling world, not only in AEW, but outside of AEW. So they got extra crazy. and was like, oh, fuck it. Fuck, give him the belt. Give him the belt right now. Give him the belt right now. Just throw it on. Let's just see what it is. Let's get, let's get a pop. Got the pop. And now, and now what can you do? Have you seen any, have you seen the AEW belt on 2K19 yet? I have not. I got to, we got to check and see if that belt's up there. We, I mean, we we barely saw that. We barely saw that all in. They couldn't even hold it. Like hard camp. <laughs> you mean double or nothing? You mean double or nothing? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, double or nothing. Sorry. Oh, uh, we uh, barely holding it into the all camp in the hard camp. So it's like, damn. <laughs> How do we even create the damn belt? Uh, yeah, and I, and I think that is it for no holds barred this week. Very slow week, uh, unless you want to like talk about ratings, which is, I mean, ratings or whatever. Uh. Let's go into Stomping Grounds, man. WWE Stomping Grounds, a, a, a show that, not going to lie, not a lot of people are very excited about the show. And from the ticket sales, it just seems like that's the, the overall theme for the show overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I, I've had, I think, the most, <laughs> I think the most entertaining part of my Raw and SmackDown uh, watching over the past few weeks during the NBA playoffs is just hearing the various renditions of kicking ass, and taking names maybe every 10 minutes on Raw and SmackDown as well. So that is pretty much instilled in my brain as of right now. But as far as the card itself, it could be it could be something that ends up being um a good show. But I would have to see. I I I pretty much I pretty much have to see on Sunday, depending on um how everything goes well with the performances. Absolutely. Uh, let's, let's just, let's run down the card if we will. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing this is going to be on the kickoff show. They haven't really announced anything for it. Uh, but I'll start with Tony Nese 
defending the Cruiserweight Championship against Akira Tozawa and Drew Gulag. I don't know if you've been watching 205 Live. I've kind of lightly been watching a couple of these standout matches uh, from the week to week. Um, what did you think about this match as a whole, though? I know you hate the guy, Tony. This is actually, actually interesting. Man, Tony, I swear to God. <laughs> Tony Neese. It's a different vibe when we talk about Tony Neese. It has been a different well, ironically, it actually has been a different vibe on 205, but not because of Tony Nese, but, um, well, it could be a mixture of Tony Nese, but I know that many people who have been interested on 205 after SmackDown um, saw the debut of Chad Gable at 205 Live and was very interested in that show. So I have to catch up with that, but um, 205 has been heating up since then. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I think, again, Tony Nese has been a pretty solid champion. I mean, everybody, like Neil says, everybody gets a turn to have that belt. <laughs> so so pretty much, like, you know, I, I can't be mad at it. It's Tony Nese's turn. I think this is a really solid match. Um, I do think it is going to be the end of Tony Nese's reign. I think that the, the stronger feud here is to do Akira Tozawa versus Drew Gulak coming out of it. So mm-hmm. I do think that either one of the two will win this, will win the belt on, on this show. If I had to choose, I'd really have Akira chase Drew Gulak for a while. Yeah, I feel like Drew Gulak would be a very good cruiserweight champion. I think he just had a uh, a quality. Um, he just had a submission match on yeah, NXT previously. Yeah. yeah, so he had a very good match with that. He has been moving in between NXT between two hundred five live. I would like to see the cruiserweight championship on Drew Gulak. Akira Tozawa. Um, he had his moments as one of the earlier people within two hundred five live. So that being a few could end up being a quality main event type of feud for 205 live but again i'm I'm really interested to see how they shake things up um after this championship match and if they do switch hands from tony niece maybe they'll start adding um some different names and some different areas to 205 live chad gable is one of the more with the names that were more interesting to me but i've loved the fact that they are more than willing to bring in names like Oni Lorcan from time to time and have that type of cruiserweight match in 205 Live. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think this match would be really tremendous. I think if they give it at least 10 to 15 minutes on the pre-show, I think we're, we're looking at at least a four-star match with these three involved. Um, next matchup, Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus Heavy Machinery for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. And Heavy Machinery and Daniel Bryan and Rowan have been kind of like circling each other for the past couple weeks on SmackDown with Daniel Bryan uh, not wanting to give them the match and then the the team of Heavy Machinery pretty much taking their own belts, the the Yolo County Tag Team Championships (laughs) belts. Like Uh, I was in an E yet? I might might need those those Yolo County belts. (laughs) Uh, But again, I I know Mills isn't a big fan. uh, of heavy machinery, how do you feel about heavy machinery? Um, I feel, I feel like I, I feel like I had more of an interest in heavy machinery when it was NXT time. Now that they're on the main roster, it's 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 a very good for them as far as their character to have to have an opportunity at the SmackDown Tag Team Championships and being in a match with Daniel Bryan in general as far and as well as Eric Rowan is something that is going to be good if they're able to perform well uh between Otis and Tucker themselves. But um I'm interested. I'm interested. I don't I don't I don't I don't see the championships changing hands at all. But I am interested to see how um they hold themselves with Daniel Bryan and Rowan. So you, th- you think that Darren Bryan and, and Rowan are going to win? Yeah. I, th- I, th- I feel like the championships stay. 
I think it's going to be a very interesting match again because this is going to be the first time that the heavy machinery has kind of faced a team at, at this level, or at least within within another team, like faced someone like Daniel Bryan, who really elevates any single any type of match that he's in. Absolutely, I know a, a lot of people. I know a lot of people feel as though the tag team championship is a demotion for Daniel Bryan. I think this is actually a, a huge advantage and a huge boon for him because it'll actually give him the opportunity to not only kind of like stay in the picture, so to speak but also give the tag team championships a lot of credibility mm. and also kind of like keep him from having those crazy singles matches that he's known for having, like the one he had with Kofi, the instant classic that he had with Kofi at WrestleMania this year. But I, I think that he is, you know, you want to give newer guys like heavy machinery, the, you know, the Daniel Bryan rub, because I think that it's just going to make them look a lot better. I think obviously Otis is someone to, someone to look out for because Otis to me is the heart of this team. And I think if you put him and Daniel, you know, against each other, I think the, there's going to be a lot of magic that comes out of that. So I'm really interested in seeing how that, how that works. Mm-hmm. And, and, and especially when it comes to discussing um, the fact that Daniel Bryan could also bring a lot of legitimacy to the SmackDown tag team championships. <laughs> I would say the one positive I was I, I I will admit I will admit before I say this I was going to come to the A show with the intent to discuss my disgust <laughs> my disgust with the wild card rule but one positive of the wild card rule is you start getting these type of things from a Daniel Bryan who, despite him being the tag team champions, if he can come in a raw and have an amazing match with Seth Rollins and challenge for the universal championship, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily bar him to being directly stuck on SmackDown and having to do tag team matches the entire time. And I'm sure uh, those who are big fans of Daniel Bryan are going to want to see him break out from time to time and do uh, certain things outside of that. So I would say that is one positive of the wild card rule. But again, you bring up a Daniel Bryan who is, is very, very well versed in not only making himself look amazing, but make his opponents look even 10 times better. So mixing in an Otis Dozervic and a Tucker Knight in that situation, along with Rowan as well, is something that could be very good for this tag team match. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, next matchup, the New Day uh, of Big E and Xavier Woods, of course, versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, regular tag team match rules here. Uh, the New Day and, and, and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have been feuding for the past almost three months at this point. Uh, not a big surprise that they, they would break off with this with uh, Dolph Ziggler facing Kofi later on in the night. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, again, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, great team. I, I am just so tired of seeing these two together. <laughs> I, I, it, it has been two and a half years at this point. I mean, longer than that, since they've been on any roster, they've been linked with each other. I thought we were finally going to get a chance to have them separated. Then the wild card ruled uh, hit. Then, Kevin, <laughs> then, I mean, but first Kevin Owens turned heel, then the wild card rule hit and then right back with each other. I, I just, it's just maddening the booking of these two guys for the past couple of years. And speaking of the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, I thought that the WWE would give Owens and Zayn an opportunity to be Tag Team Championships around the time that uh, Sammy had saved Kevin uh, when Shane jumped off the uh, Hell in a Cell. But uh, that ended up not not happening. And you've had the the somewhat the somewhat well originally with Sammy Zayn, it was like the somewhat troll that kind of did the smirky type of shit and just danced around a whole lot. And it was just, oh God, you really did not want to see that from, from Zayn. And then you mix Kevin Owens in it. I do like the character that they have now, as far as Sammy Zayn um, has been doing since he had returned uh, from his injury. So 
in for me, me personally, I can never get enough Owens and Dane, but this is a more enjoyable uh Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens that people have loathed uh within the past two years since that moment with Shane McMahon and Hell in a Cell. Yeah, it, it absolutely has been. Uh, I, I have to agree. But the thing is, it's. It, I also feel as though that's being kind of thrown off because he has to go back to being Owens lackey. You know, it's like mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're facing a rerun here when it was going so well with Kevin Owens being a face, which I, I really enjoyed. I thought he was a great fucking baby face and we've never seen it before, you know, yeah. and then they, they went right back to the well. But I mean, just in terms of this match, I think a lot, I think they beat. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn so fucking much on TV. I don't think the New Day needs to win this. I think, again, their their focus should be Kofi Kingston, and I think that's fine for them. They can take a loss without actually looking crazy. I'd say Kevin Owens probably pins uh, Big E, and I think that puts him right back in the picture of facing Kofi next month. Here's Kofi once again, and they also flirted with that. Um, at least Owens did this past Raw when he stated that, hey, if Dolph doesn't get this job done, which uh, truthfully, I don't know if he does, uh, Kevin Owens will be more more than willing to um, step up and take that championship from Kofi Kingston. But again, Kofi jazz back and, and states that he pretty much got the job done very well at Money in the Bank. So uh, we'll see where they go with that from the WWE championship from there. So you think they're going to you think uh, Kevin Owens and Sammy are going to win? Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. I feel like I feel like Biggie and Xavier will be able to put on a a a a good match, especially a tag team match in an area where they're a one in. But having Owen and Zane, having Owens and Zayn get that uh, win at Stomping Ground was something that will be a uh, quality conversation for them going forward on Raw and SmackDown. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, next up for the WWE United States Championship, we have Samoa Joe. Going against Ricochet in one of the one of the matches I'm most excited for on, on this whole card. Uh, Ricochet won a really great five man elimination match on Raw to earn this spot on in, on this pay per view. His first you know big singles pay per view match. I think again Ricochet has been the victim of a lot happened ever since they broke him up with Aleister Black after WrestleMania. I mean, the booking's been up and down. I mean, one week he's losing to fucking Robert Roode, then the next week he's earning title shot. You know, like, it's just been very weird booking for him, very up yeah. and down. I, just, I don't think the in-match stuff has, has suffered because he's had a really great series with Cesaro, but I think this is really a chance for Ricochet to show off on a big stage against someone who's a veteran who can actually kind of pace a match well and who, who really knows the WWE style in Samoa Joe. And, and 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 shout out to Cesaro in that type of regard because Cesaro has been really amazing, not only in Ricochet, not only with Ricochet, but as well as the five-man elimination match that we had had um, this past week on Raw. But I'm excited. For, I'm excited for Ricochet. Yeah, it, it should be a great match. I, I think that Joe knows how to work with guys who are not only smaller than him, but are high mm-hmm. flyer, high flyers as well. We've seen that with uh, AJ Styles. We've seen that with Ray. We've seen that with even Seth Rollins. Like he he works really well with guys of Ricochet's type. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I do not see Ricochet winning the title yet. I, I do see Joe winning uh, this match, and he should win. I think he's a great heel to chase. Um, I think Joe has earned, you know, rightfully earned his first singles title uh, in in the company in this in this manner and i think that this is a few that we can continue on and i think ricochet probably wins it maybe at SummerSlam. 
Yeah, he's one, he's done very quality things with the WWE United States Championship, and even the fact that it added more heat to him after he destroyed Rey Mysterio um, and getting his United States title back after um, the injury had happened, and even everything with Rey Mysterio's son and so on and so forth. So um, his championship reign can go forward. Hopefully, hopefully there isn't too much. Um, I was just about to say too too much ricochet. Holy shit! And hopefully there isn't too much backlash <laughs> with uh, Ricochet taking a fall in this type of match for the United States Championship. But um, it could end up being a good feud. People are going to con- complain about anything, you know. I, I I think that you know with Ricochet again, it, it's the same thing I could have said about Finn Balor a year ago. With with but I mean, even though Finn Balor pretty much wins all the time, but mm. it's like. You know, Ricochet is, is another guy that they're building up and they're, they're trying to find a place for him. And I get it. I just wish that the way that they were booking him was the way that they're building up like an Aleister Black, like Aleister on SmackDown. Like when he shows up and finally has a match, that's going to be a moment. It's going to be big. But when Rick with Ricochet, it's like they're, they're kind of throwing him out to the wolves, which is a good thing. It could be a bad thing. But I think Ricochet, again, I, I have a lot of faith. Again, I'm going to wait a couple more months to say if this was a failure or not. But I, I really do think they could they should have kept those two together. Mm-hmm. And have some type of type of tag team. Yeah, I, I think they they could have stayed together, but but again, it's like you get to a really weird issue with that, where it was like those two couldn't really like lose at that point because they were going to be going to take over to face uh, the Viking Raiders at that point, and it was like mm-hmm. they just beat everybody <laughs> earlier this year. So I, again, I'm not super mad about Ricochet losing because he was doing so well during the beginning of the year, and again, even in the five the five way match, he looked amazing. He pinned Braun Strowman. Yeah, like it, it was. I mean, they, again, he, it's weird. It's like one week he's down, the other week he's up. So it, I can't really tell. Um, next up, a steel cage match for the WWE Championship. You have Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler. The feud that never fucking ends. Again, I said, I said it last week. I said it again. You have all of these motherfuckers on SmackDown that you could put against Kofi fucking Kingston, and you choose Dolph Ziggler for three for for two three matches. Come on. Oh. Have him have him hop off the couch. He's gonna do the kip up off the couch. Come back, send Kofi to God. Yell at us in a promo. <laughs> he lost last month, and now uh, it's 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 pretty much it's pretty much to the area that I am with Dolph Ziggler that I know that Kofi is going to keep this WWE Championship. Yeah, uh, I, if, I don't know if anything would have happened with Dolph somehow winning the WWE Championship. My mind would be blown. I see some bullshit happening with this match. I do think Kofi's going to win, as as you think as well. I think maybe he he climbs out and he probably gets out first, but the ref sees Kofi get out first or something like that. Mm-hmm. I do not think this. I think this ends next month, not this month. Um, again, they they book Kofi very strongly. I do think he will look strong. I mean, Kofi has been whipping everybody's ass for yeah. <laughs> months now, and I, I think that it's tremendous. But I, I think again, I. I'm just perplexed as to why they can't call like even just a Rusev up. The thing with Rusev has been kind of interesting, hasn't it? I, I, I feel like he has made or at least tried to make a name for himself on social media as far as um, ending everything that has happened with Rusev Day and, and, and kind of like starting a new path into making his name back onto WWE television. But same thing that would happen with, I feel like I'd be more invested in this feud with Dolph Ziggler than I would in Rusev. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really entertain Rusev 
having a chance or even a little small glimpse into being the WWE champion. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, at least the chance, you know, even if he loses, I think a lot of people just want to see him, you know, like, I think they just want to see him on TV. It's like Dolph Ziggler is someone who is, he's damaged goods in a lot of ways. I, I think there's a lot of upside to, to a, a Rusev Kofi match. Then we, we haven't seen it, you know, like I, again, I, I put, I plant my, and it's also been, go ahead. I was going to say, and he's also been somewhat vocal about, well, actually his, his vocal has actually been saying nothing at all because sometimes when it comes to him, um, when it's time to re up the contract or when it's time to discuss different promotions or anything like that, it's kind of like off to the side, either he's being silent or he just won't say anything about it. And then all of a sudden months later, Holy shit is Dolph Ziggler popping up out of nowhere. Send somebody to God <laughs> every single time. And, and he yell at us, like you said, uh, so yeah, I, I definitely think Kofi Kingston wins, but I do think there is going to be some some fuckery abound. Uh, I, I don't even understand why it has to be a cage match. It wasn't like there was a lot of people interfering in their matches anyway. Yeah, he was like, he was, Kofi was like, all right, I'm so happy that it's a take cage match so Dolph could finally not run away. And I'm like, oh, he's kind of been when he runs up, he kind of whoops your ass a lot. But uh, but he uh, but thankfully at this point, Steel Cage will keep him away from just running up, attacking hitting that running grapple and then dipping out <laughs> three stops. <laughs> oh, Dolph is doing 10 stomps. Kofi's in the red. <laughs> this is two K lingo here. Uh, next match, Seth Rollins. And this is for the, the, the WWE universal championship, Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin, uh, with a special guest referee, um, I think this match goes as the special guest referee goes. I, I don't really know who that could be. If I was a if I was really a betting man, like I I'd say that it either a McMahon or somebody Heyman. that would just Heyman would be perfect. That would be perfect. I wasn't even thinking that. I was expecting at the end of Raw for him to hit Seth with the steel chair, and then as soon as it's going off, he'll just announce it. Or he'll he'll just say the name, or they'll just come out with him. Yeah, but it ended up going off at the end of Raw, and uh, and uh, we still don't know who that who that referee is. I do like how they've been able to draw everything out with the special guest referee when it comes to um, Baron Corbin actually searching for somebody and seeing and literally everybody that he sees in the locker room when they see Seth swinging steel chairs and going fucking crazy and abusing X. They're just like, nah, I'm good. Like, nah, I'm good. I, 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 I'd rather not be special guest referee. Yeah. Okay. Owen backs out. Zayn backs out. Then EC3 comes out. He starts smashing the chair again. He's out. So I'm like, I'm like what they have done uh, from Seth being this complete lunatic that eliminates everybody from being special guest referee and anybody who could screw Seth over and have Baron Corbin be the universal champion. But um, we'll have to see who that guest referee is on Sunday. Yeah, I, I mean, I, again, I, I'd love to go in and say that this is going to be a, a, a easy South win, and I actually, I mean, I still do think that it will be. But again, it, the Brock thing is looming. Um, I, we could get a cash in. Those, if, if that, if, I mean, we have one more pay per view to go before SummerSlam, mm-hmm. and you know, I have no clue, but I, I really do like the idea that, that it could be Paul Heyman, and if it turns out to be true, then. I have to commend you for that because I was not even thinking that direction. And uh, if it was, that makes it even more interesting if Heyman does go through with it because that's even more mind games because does Heyman become the special guest referee 
for if Brock comes out, you know, like that, mm-hmm. that makes it even more interesting. So that is actually very, very cool. Um, how do you feel about Seth as champion so far? I feel like Seth has done everything that he can possibly do to put the universal championship in the best limelight. I know there's been a lot of, um, uh, down opinions on how Monday Night Raw has been for the past couple of weeks, and especially going into the summer where things are sometimes slow with WWE. But Seth has done a really good job in making sure that that main event picture does not lose any luster when it comes to his uh, performances. Had a great performance on Raw this week. He continues to do so on special events, Raws, house shows, so on and so forth. So, um, when he states that he's going to put the universal title in a much better picture than Brock Lesnar did when he was champion for what he has done for the past couple of weeks, he's kept his promise and has been a very good portion of raw, a very big point of everything that has happened with the universal title. Um, He's done really good in uh, his sales with Brock Lesnar and the money in the bank as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Seth. I'm happy for Seth, and I'm, I'm I will continue to watch Raw just to see what Seth has, um, and what Seth will be able to continue to do up until Brock Lesnar eventually ends up cashing in that money in the bank. All right, next match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship, we have Becky Lynch, Becky One Belt versus Lacey Evans. Uh, they're going at it again. Hopefully better than the last match. Uh, again, not much has changed with their feud. I think this is probably a this is more of a, a building feud for Lacey Evans than it is just a, another challenger for Becky Lynch. Obviously, you have to have the post mania challenger before they get to somebody interesting here. Mm. Uh, again, I, I I don't really see any title changes on this show whatsoever. They they could surprise me. Uh, but I, I do think that Lacey Evans has a lot to prove here. I think Becky, to me, has a lot to prove as well. Uh, very interesting dynamic between the two here. I, I'd love to see this feud end after this show, though. I, I think Becky will win. I wouldn't be too mad. I would Out of all of the titles that can change on stomping grounds, I wouldn't be too mad if Lacey Evans gets almost like a food gaze type of win and somebody interferes and costs Becky Lynch the Raw Women's Championship. It doesn't necessarily mean that Lacey Evans will, have, will, will, will need to have a very long reign as the Raw Women's Championship. He can literally lose it in a week, probably yeah. after Becky Lynch has a rematch. But uh, just to have that type of uh, situation where... Lacey pretty much shocks the world and beats Becky Lynch uh, to be the raw to be the raw women's champion. Now, if the match ends up being a situation where Lacey Evans has a very quality performance against Becky as well, that's even a plus. That's even a plus. But Mm. um, that's probably one of the championship belts that I would appreciate if it did if it did switch. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it would be cool. I, I don't, I don't dislike Lacey as much as a lot of people do. She is very much, you know, she's very much in line with, you know, what you would expect from this type of heel. Very cartoonish. I think. Yeah, she, yeah, it's, 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 it's a character. Yeah, she, she, she handles the character very, very well. Um, but again, you know, I, I think that you got to give Becky somebody better than that. You know, I, yeah. I think that Becky, she deserves even going into SummerSlam. She needs a big time opponent. And I just don't know if it's not Ronda Rousey. I just don't know who it is or Charlotte. And it's like, like are you really going to go to that? Well, again, it's like, you know, wh- what are we going to do here? So very interested to see what, what happens after this show, but I do think she'll, she'll win and, and kind of end this feud off. Um, you know what I was thinking though? What if Sasha came back? 
Sasha. I think, I, I think Sasha. I think Sasha Becky is a huge SummerSlam match. I, I think that I think if you if you are looking at that show right now that needs a big marquee women's match, that is it right there. It's going to be astronomical. I I I, I would say Sasha going for that Raw Women's Belt and almost going back to that to that NXT just complete cocky arrogant heel would be something that's even icing on the cake if Sasha comes back. It could be yeah. a complete different opposite from being that NXT type of heel and could um it, how how would I be able to play it? If I was in the WWE, I feel like they would I feel like they would find an interest in playing up a lot of the disdain and just built up feelings that Sasha's had for the past couple of months being Mm -hmm. off WWE television. And maybe that ends up being a way that they play that when it comes to a feud with Becky Lynch. And that being a headline of SummerSlam is going to be something that is, is, is going to be amazing. But, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how you get Sasha from her house. I honestly don't. I don't know. It's, uh, I just think it would be very interesting if if, if that's that's your that's your raw women's program until next mm-hmm. year to me. You know, it's like there aren't when you look at the depth of, of, of raw itself, it's like it's not much like I guess you could do Alexa, I guess you could, you know, do all that type of stuff, like, but it, it just doesn't, you know. It, it it's very and, and, and yeah. And I would say Becky and Sasha Becky in general, more than willing to have amazing matches with Sasha Banks. We've seen it beforehand, and I'm sure that they would have much more of an interest to do it again. Now that is Sasha Banks coming back from her uh, past few months away from television, going up against the man in Becky Lynch. Right. Um, Next match, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, Drew McIntyre got real spicy on Raw talking about his family. I think that's like... The most disrespectful shit you could do. But uh, again, I, I don't know whether or not going right back to the Roman Reigns shaming man thing, considering that Shane beat him two weeks ago at Super Showdown. Mm-hmm. But here we are with yet another Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre match, something that I hope they will be better than the Mania match. I, I had called that the Mania match would probably, you know, lightly steal the show, it would probably be a lot better than we thought. And it ended up being very normal, very regular. That. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very regular at WrestleMania. And, and this time they, again, it's always like the nothing shows where it's like, you know, they bust out the best shit, but I think, you know, it could be potentially very good, but I think the, the air of Shane McMahon and him being involved in this just kind of makes it so that I already know that there's going to be some BS happening. I, now that Roman's finally lost, I, I think that like all bets are off. I do think he wins this match. However, I, I'm just like, he's building to fight, fight Seth again. Not, not Seth, he's building to fight Shane again. And that's just, it just feels wrong. I, I think, I think Shane McMahon is the top heel is just like, Come on, we have so many people on these shows mm. that you could build realistically to face a Roman, to face a Seth, to face a Kofi. And they're just like, it's like you have these great faces, these great baby faces on this show, and you're giving them nothing. Yeah, you and yet it's Shane McMahon getting speared and, and Travis got ones. Yeah, it's, it's like you give them, <laughs> you, shout out to Wale, by the way, but it's like <laughs> you, you give them nothing. Like you, you give them absolutely nothing. And, and that's just what's, the most frustrating to me about everything because to me everything is right i think every champion should be as they are right now i i i'm not i don't have a complaint about any champion whatsoever my only mm-hmm. issue is the creative of these matches it's just like a lot of these matches are like why why is seth rollins facing baron, Cor- baron corbin when cesaro's on the on, you know 
Cesaro's there. Yeah. Or or Rick or Ricochet's there. Mm-hmm. Or at the time, you know, Ray Mysterio was there. Why is Seth Rollins facing any of these? Like, why is he facing Baron Corbin? It doesn't make any sense. You know, like, why is Kofi Kingston again? Dolph Ziggler, Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre. What? Why? Why? Again, Cesaro's there. Again, there are so many people he could be facing. And I, and I feel like I feel like these are legitimate requests that I feel like a lot of WWE fans in general would like to see more of when it comes to the product. But it, when it comes to a lot of not only just wrestling media that we see from time to time, but sometimes the people that we just end up seeing on, 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 on timelines, on any various social media that we have, the request that you have right there is something that I feel like is, is spoken fluently and a lot more level-headed than we end up seeing online and it turns up being Vince is a fucking idiot holy shit why can't we have Seth versus Cesaro blah 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 this is why I'm tuning into x y and z and, and, it, and it just gets completely exhausting yeah I, I mean I get I get that like okay even though I'm, I'm, I dislike the Baron Corbin thing he is the biggest heel on that show he's the only person that gets any type of reaction I get it but you, but you could take what he has and, and take that to someone else. You know, like, I think that there's definitely an opportunity for them to open up their bag of fucking tricks and pull out something new from these guys. I think it just doesn't make any sense that we have to go back to the Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre. Well, especially on Raw, like it's starting to look like it was last year. Like, who are the new heels? Is, are we, do we have to wait for Bray Wyatt? Is that what we're waiting for? Like, what, what are we waiting for at this point? Like, pull the fucking trigger on someone instead of Drew McIntyre. That is that is something, uh, as far as Bray Wyatt, that is something that I've been very interested in seeing how they play that out. Because after a while, Firefly Funhouse still still highly entertaining, but we're going to have to see him in the ring one way or another. So oh, I'm, I'm whether... shook. I'm fucking shook. <laughs> for that for that bell to ring, I'm shook. Because I know that's when it's all gonna end. And it's like, you know, we've been saying for the last couple of weeks, just just let it go forever. And it's like I I'm starting to think like when the bell rings, I don't really know what's gonna happen here. <laughs> because because uh, fire uh, again, Firefly Funhouse something that is that is very, very entertaining. And I know when it initially happened, it was just like, bro, what the fuck did I just watch? And then it ended up tuning into okay, this is something that I am very interested in seeing every single week. But yeah. Bray Wyatt, when he comes back, is going to the, the way the way that they have positioned all of this for the past couple of weeks, couple of months, he's going to have to be a very top name when it comes to the heels. Mm-hmm. So they could, they could wait for that. But when you refer to a buildup of Roman Reigns and Shane McMahon, I did want to ask, does that bring a little bit of legitimacy into something that I've seen within the past week? And, 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 and it could be just complete run of the mill type of rumors or anything like that. But I saw something that Shane McMahon has been discussed into being possibly either the Universal Champion or the WWE Champion pretty soon. Yeah, we 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 brought that. I kind of brought this up last week. It was part of like a big rant that I had. I, mm. I again, if if you're gonna take Shane back through SmackDown. I, I don't see how that happens with Roman in his way right now. 
Mm-hmm. If that's gonna be the if that's gonna be the the idea, uh, if they do put it, the belt on Shane, it'll probably be in the fall, or it'll be like right after SummerSlam or something. I don't like want to see Shane on the belt at all, dog. I, really I, I don't, don't either. I, I don't either, and that's that's why I'm concerned. It's like a lot of people are saying, well, maybe it's gonna be Drew, and I'm like, okay, but it's like as long as it's not Shane. Uh, yeah, I I would love Drew McIntyre to be the Universal Champion, or or even the WWE Champion. I, I think it'll well, yeah, he'll be Universal because he's on Raw, but it's like you know. I, again, it, it's like I, I'm seeing it, and we're seeing the way the story's you know hanging out. And it's like if they do another Drew McIntyre Shane Roman match or something like that, and Shane pins him again, he's gonna think that. But then, like on 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 uh, SmackDown this week, you had Miz still putting his hat in the ring to say he was the one who had to stop Shane. So, like, mm-hmm. does that set up a longer storyline there? It's like I don't know where they're going, but I'm very concerned about having Shane as a top heel because as a top heel. He, is, he eventually has to f- start fucking with Kofi and Seth. It, I yeah. think it's very, I think it's very cool and very, very, very interesting that they haven't had any of them intersect yet. But it's gonna happen, and and we should be very fucking afraid when that does happen. And the month, the weeks, the days are literally ticking away. Like in due time, we're going to be in the era of the new SmackDown on Fox, and as well as the Raw reup um, on USA. But. Uh, Going into Fox, going into SmackDown with Shaving Man as the WWE champion. Oh, oh no, no, no. It'll be Roman. It'll definitely be Roman. Bob yeah. Oh, hopefully it's not Shaving Man going into Fox because that is going to be a little bit fugazi to me. Yeah, it'll definitely be uh, definitely be Roman. I, I think that's the best. I, I was saying, I think a week ago, it should be Roman or Andrade. Oh, Andrade as champion. Oh, that would be amazing. That would be, be amazing. Dope. Uh, last match on Stomping Grounds. Let's, let's end it off with, with the women. Uh, Bailey versus Alexa Bliss for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Now, this storyline has been very, very good, I have to say. I've, 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 I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it for the most part. I do like what Bailey has been able to provide as a SmackDown Women's Championship and, and complete props to the WWE and, and, and everybody else who has, um, provided a lot of conversation and bigging up Bailey into being um, a grand slam champion because of her SmackDown women's championship win. Uh, but this has just brought a lot of legitimacy, a lot of legitimacy into her run. And hopefully this ends up being a good match. I, I just like her attitude now. She's, she's no longer just the, the G golly gosh, I'm so glad to be here mm-hmm. Bailey. And she's been a full on badass. And I have to say like that, that's the way that you book a really good baby face. Again, I have no, problems with any of the baby faces in this company they're all great in their own way and i think bailey having a new attitude you know in the absence of her best friend not being there is really really a really great story you know i i love the fact that you know alexa brought up like you peaked in nxt you know these things still chase her these things still haunt bailey where it's like no one thinks that you can actually beat you you know beat this person And, and i think that it's like you have you put these baby faces in these positions and you have them win and overcome. That's something that they did not do with with like someone like Sasha Banks a couple years ago, but they just had her lose. Yeah. Which is like and, completely completely frustrating. Yeah, and when, when it came to her to her uh Raw Women's Championship win, she would lose it in in just a week. A, fl- a flat <laughs> if not a week, <laughs> just a complete flat out fashion. Yeah. And and there wouldn't be too much of a re up with that as far as her chasing it back again. She would just get it at a at a random time. But I like what they have done with Bailey. Like you said, a, a, a literal member of the four horsewomen, where she has had plenty of struggles since coming up um, 
from NXT. Despite her being a Raw Women's Champion beforehand, she has had plenty of times where her character was not the best. Um, she ends up being one of the first to be, well, well, obviously the first to be the uh, Women's Tag Team Champion. But even that goes down in a couple of weeks once the Iconics win at WrestleMania. So I feel like those who have been very big Bayley fans has have wanted to see a lot more from her, especially in a championship reign that has been that has some importance to it. So yeah. to have this in this type of position, especially against an Alexa Bliss, who has accomplished so much in areas that maybe not a lot of people had so- seen for Alexa Bliss in the same time that Bailey and Alexa were in NXT. Alexa mm-hmm. has done so much compared to what Bailey has done since the main roster. And Alexa reminds her of that a lot. So to have Bailey be able to hopefully persevere in this and continue to be the SmackDown Women's Championship is something that I'm going to look forward to. Yeah, and, and I think the match is going to be really, really good. I, I mean, they've, they've again, I, I think they're they're going to put on their fucking working boots on Sunday. And I think Alexa's trying to get back into the swing of things after being absent for so long. And yeah. I think I think Bailey really wants to solidify herself as really the, the top women's champion, especially next to someone like a Becky Lynch. And I think it's definitely possible. So I think this match would be great. I think Bailey is going to pick up a much deserved win uh, against Alexa Bliss, especially to make up for you know two years ago when. That that feud didn't exactly go down the way that everybody thought it should have, mm-hmm. and I think that honestly, moving into the, the summer, I I do think we're going to get the Bailey Charlotte rematch, and I think that Bailey should overcome that too. Yeah, and Charlotte is going to be more more than willing to to make to make that match look completely amazing. Becky and Charlotte is going to be really good, and when you say that, now I'm even more interested in in Becky and Sasha if they end up doing both of those at. SummerSlam, but uh, it's going to be a good match. It's going to be a good match, and I have found a little bit of an interest of the buildup in the past couple of weeks in how they have incorporated um, Nikki Cross into this as well. Yeah, I, I love, again, I love the Nikki Cross deal here like the, the, the nikki cross deal is is actually like one of my favorite stories I, I think that they've again it's a subtle tweak that made nikki cross so so dope you know it, it was you know I, I like all she had to do was like cut the cut the crazy shit out and then it was like immediately and like just relaxed and it's just okay let's breathe exactly so uh yeah very 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 good i think she'll definitely play a part um in this match and you know in in the long term of everything so yeah sounds good i'm expecting bailey i'm expecting bailey to still be champion and ah damn i now i really want becky sasha and then bailey charlotte at SummerSlam. that would be so that would be hard bro yeah that would be so hard bro it would be so fucking hard for sure uh yeah and that, that is it for stomping grounds that mastered i think or not a match, a show that I think would be really cool. One of my things that, that bothers me is like, what the fuck is SummerSlam look like right now for the WWE? What is what is a SummerSlam card that is like good? Uh, the only thing that is lit about SummerSlam right now to me is the fact that you're going into a Toronto that just won an NBA championship. So I'm sure they're going to bring that up plenty of different times throughout the buildup of TakeOver Toronto as well as SummerSlam. But SummerSlam in itself... I don't know. I uh, I I would love What's to see big match? the SummerSlam in Toronto, <laughs> but the big match. I, I, I honestly, I'm gonna keep it. I can, I'm gonna keep it real. I think the big match. I think the big match you do is is Taker Goldberg oh, again. No, please God, no. 
please God. Why not? Why not? If Why not? if if Bill if Bill split himself open before even the bell rang, come nah, bro. You think he about to die in the ring? <laughs> nah. I don't want to see nobody's neck cracked in the ring, bro. Please, bro. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I, honestly, I can't think of a bigger. I can't think of a bigger match. I think Seth and Brock has been done a bajillion times. Um, he needs somebody. He needs to do. I, I guess you. What, what do you do again? You do Seth AJ again? I guess. Um, I, I mean, no, if I was if, if I was a betting man, I, I you do the Bloodline or you do Usos versus uh, the Club. I, I would love to see more Bloodline. I feel I feel like them 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 flirting with that in general. As far as the Usos coming back, coming in from time to time to get Romans back, that is a good that is a good stable that I would like to see a lot more of. But um, well, I won't even say but because they can even still be there if Roman is setting up to be in a championship picture around that time. So even them being there to have his back, if they're not in a tag team championship type of picture, the Usos are, 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 are perfect people to be in that and, and, and even heighten that um, area as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's obviously something that could go down or unless Usos are in the tag picture uh you know you never know again you never know I, i'm just really concerned about about SummerSlam because it's like and i know it doesn't take them long to, to to get these things hot but it's like it's just get to it you know like <laughs> you guys are dragging your feet like yeah. uh, a lot and this is a big show that's coming up I and mean, we got one more one more pay-per-view to go before, before we get there but uh again we we've got to face stomping grounds on, on on sunday and see where that leads us from there but with everything that happened this week we've gone all over it i want to thank you mark for joining the show thank you so so much for doing this really last minute for me man oh no i appreciate you having me and i appreciate everybody that has been listening week by week to everything on the R, um the rnc radio network the a show network um a lot of this has been coming to fruition for everybody in the rnc so i'm very appreciative of everybody that has been um a part of our growth Absolutely. And uh, as always, you can check us out at RNC Radio Live for all of the latest and greatest on our network. That includes Late Fees, our RSPN, Perfect Play, RNC Radio Podcast. Of course, you can check out the A-Show RNC on SoundCloud for the call-up, Spot Callers, and the A-Show, and a couple of new shows that we're going to have premiering pretty soon on that channel as well. Uh, so once again, for, uh, for Meals and for mark <laughs> i'm justin thanking you guys for listening to the a show this week we'll see you next week with our rundown of the stomping ground pay-per-view and the shows that led after it peace out there you go